Hey, welcome to the Creative Career Starter Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lyons, and I'm so glad to have you with us. Today, I'll be talking with my good friend, Greg Cunningworth. Greg is the founder and the creative director of MakeWay, a thriving creative firm founded here in Rochester, New York, but with a growing and substantial presence in Columbus, Ohio, and recently in Norway. Is that right, Greg? Norway? <laughs> Norway, yeah. Oslo. <laughs> Oslo, good. Greg started this company just over 10 years ago after graduating from design school and has built a really vibrant organization doing work for a range of clients in electronics, healthcare, education, consumer products. And he's doing everything from branding and print campaigns to websites and touchscreens. Greg, it's so good to have you here on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. You bet. So many of my listeners, Greg, who are mostly young creative job seekers, are looking for information and guidance and a sense for how owners of creative firms are managing and thinking about hiring and planning for the future. So I'm hoping we can hear your thoughts on a whole range of subjects. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting time, that's for sure. Let's um, let's start by hearing a bit about you, Greg. How did a talented young Canadian hockey player and design school grad end up running a creative firm in Columbus, Ohio? Um, well, I actually... Uh, uh, met my business partner, Josh. Uh, he, he and I co-founded the company back in 2010. We uh, established the company out of our uh, local Starbucks um, <laughs> back in 2009, I should say, and, uh, and, and got our first client um, as a company called We Make Nice Websites. Uh, so when we were <laughs> really beginning the company, uh, we, we were just doing local uh, retail shops, coffee shops, small businesses, uh, charity foundation you know, at the beginning. Um, and it was just him and I. Um, we were essentially acting as a two-person creative shop. Um, I was doing design and Josh was, was doing development. Um, and as we continued to, to grow, we uh, continued to get bigger, bigger clients. Uh, we, we added a couple of employees. Um, and eventually, uh, my wife and I moved to Columbus, Ohio in 2015. Uh, so when that happened, uh, some, some new opportunities and some, some new doors opened, opened for the company. Um, since moving here, we have worked with companies like Nationwide, Aramark, Purina, uh, Google, uh, and you know a number of other uh, regional uh, banks, First Financial, Huntington, um, which probably won't be too familiar for people in New York, but here in the Midwest, uh, those are those are prominent brands. So we have you know been building the ship as it sails for for a decade now, um, and and I would say this this really is the year that uh, we're we've we've completed our, our ship in, in some regards and we're ready to kind of set sail. Um, but at the very beginning, it was just, just Josh and I, um, we worked hard to create our, our company, uh, and for, for a long time and, and still, still are obviously. So talk a little bit about how you have managed your way through this pandemic in the sense that your model really was built on, on remote uh, collaboration way before it became the thing you had to do, you were doing it uh, as part of your business practice. Yeah, exactly. And that's because I moved to Columbus. So we had to, in 2015, pretty much had to figure out a way to 
collaborate virtually. Um, and that really set a lot of the groundwork later on for this year when we are sort of forced uh, more intentionally to, to work and collaborate from, from a distance. Uh, so we have 10 employees now, honestly, you know, Zoom uh, and Slack and Asana, which is a, a program that we use to help organize our projects, have all played a role in, in being effective and also being successful, communicating as a team, uh, communicating with clients, um, and, and helping our, and helping our employees, you know, supporting them. I think there, there's a number of factors, but, uh, we will be, uh, hitting our target, uh, in revenue that we initially set out at the beginning of the year, you know, prior to, you know, the pandemic, um, which, which we're, we're obviously excited for and, and also grateful for. That's incredible, Greg. And that's a real testament to your really measured, very deliberate growth. Yeah, I would say, I mean, strategic growth. We, we, we weren't the type of company that wanted to grow for the sake of growth. Josh and I were, were so young starting this company. Uh, we weren't super risk averse to um, bringing on people. We definitely brought on employees as we needed them and, and, and you know, tried our hardest to work as much as we could before bringing on an employee. You know, it was a, it was a big deal for us back in 2014 to bring on our, our first employee, Kate, who's, who's still with us. She was our, our first employee. And I remember it feeling like a, a huge decision at the time to do that mm-hmm. because all of a sudden, you know, we had someone on staff that, you know, was reliant on Josh and I, you know, bringing in work. And, uh, you know, when you're a young person in uh, a relatively young company, that was, that was a big deal. What we, you know, later acknowledged was that having employees, um, you know, also helped us grow and grow quicker. Uh, so over the last couple of years, we've, we've hired at a faster rate than those first five years, um, and are up to 10 employees now. And, um, and we've actually hired three of those employees here in 2020. The primary focus of this podcast is to help enlighten young job seekers about how to go about this process right now. And the biggest question that I hear, and it's it's constant, I hear from two or three young creative people a week. In fact, just 10 minutes ago, um, a young designer sent me a note and said he was forced to move back home and now he's working at a golf course. How in the world are these young people supposed to navigate this job search process right now? Well, some of my advice uh, regarding that point in particular is to, is to, regardless of your situation from a work standpoint is to continue practicing your craft, um, find work however you can. Um, and that's essentially how Makeway got started. Uh, I graduated in 2009 from RIT, uh, at the bottom of the recession. Um, there were very few jobs that, that I was willing to take both you know, from an agency perspective and then also from, from an, an external perspective uh, outside of the industry. Now, I did not necessarily want to get a job at a restaurant to, to pay those bills. Uh, and the way I went about doing that, because obviously I still had bills to pay, uh, was, was to freelance. Um, and that effectively started Makeway. I, I knew that it was important to, you know, to, to stay busy in, 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 the, in my field. And, uh, and if there was one thing that ultimately ended up working out was the, you know, the desire to continue creating a company 
But if you don't have that desire, I still think freelancing and, and continuing to keep fresh and uh, and working, you know, is is the best thing to do. And I think it's important when you're when you're looking for work, not to just look for work, but to also be practicing and and, and a practicing designer at the same time. So, what kind of things do you want to see from young job seekers? Like, I'm I'm sure now that you're working from home. There just must be a flood of young people reaching out to you to make connections. How do you deal with that, and and what catches your eye when you when you have a conversation with a young designer? Yeah, the, um, I think the one thing that catches my eye is is relevant work. Um, you know, if we're if we're seeing work uh, from their previous life or their previous schooling, I think that's that's okay. But if it's been two years or a year since they've graduated and I haven't seen any new work, I think that's a little bit of a red flag. Um, I want to see work on social media, uh, relevant work and new work, even if it's passion projects or, or uh, projects that aren't actually being paid. It's it's still a way to uh, showcase your, your skill and your talent and again, improve. I, I don't think the lack of a, of a paid design position is an excuse not to uh, continue evolving as a designer. I think it's really important to continue to to push yourself regardless of having a job um, or not. Yeah, that, that's great yeah. advice. Greg, are there, are there new skills given what's going on right now? Are there new skills that have become more important to you? Uh, self-discipline. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, it, it's easy, you know, for anyone really, regardless if you have a job or not, to get distracted working at home or get into a, a routine and a schedule that's maybe not as beneficial uh, as, as or structured uh, as it could be. Uh, when I first started the company, I was structured in, in when I was working. Um, I didn't have this fluid calendar. I was nine to five. Um, and I think that allowed me to focus on home things at home because again, like when I first started the company, I was I was working from home. We were we were uh, we were not we were not in an office at the time. And and I think the same principle applies now. Uh, you have to have a structure. You, know, you can't worry about the dishes or you know the the home chores at a random hour in the day. I you know I I certainly focus <laughs> on that you know before and after the regular working hours in order to stay disciplined. I also think that it's you know it's important when you are working uh, with an agency to have that same self-discipline, to have a routine, to you know almost do the same things that you would be doing if you're commuting to work. Um, so so how do you how do you suss that out in an interview? What what are the tells when you're interviewing a young designer that they've got this discipline? Well, I think some of it is is the way they're conducting themselves in the actual interview. I mean, literally now we are interviewing designers uh, over zoom you know a normal interview would have taken uh taken place in a coffee shop and um and and now it's happening over zoom so you can kind of see what their setup's like you know if they're on time uh if they uh you know feel like they were if it feels like they were scrambling to get to their this the spot you know like maybe that seems like they aren't as organized as they as they should be you know or they conduct themselves really well online and you know, have a have a good home setup. And I think that's that's uh, you can kind of see the window into their life a little bit based on the interview. That's interesting. And uh, and then and then asking, you know, certainly, you know, what they've been doing over the last couple of months. You know, have they have they been focusing on developing 
new relationships? Have they been focusing on developing new work and, and new design work? So that's that's often what we're, what we're looking for. That's such a great point. And I think it's when you see when you see young creatives who have gone fetal in this condition and they're not working and they're not inspired and motivated. I got to guess when someone comes in and they've been getting after stuff and doing work for nonprofits or just inventing project work and solving problems. I bet that shows you a lot about them, huh? It does. Um, and actually, there's one person in particular I can think of um, who I know has been updating uh, their Instagram account um, and their Dribbble account uh, with new work, uh, you know, and, and is someone that is actively looking for a job. And that I, I acknowledge that. So I, I follow this person um, on Instagram. At the time we talked two, three months ago, we weren't looking to hire a designer. Um, but that person has stayed top of mind. And um, I know that when we're ready to hire our 11th employee, um, he's going to be my first call. Oh, that's great. That, I mean, that's that's really inspiring for young designers to hear. I think you've just got to keep your hand in it. You've got to keep pushing forward as difficult as this time is. It has made a difference for you, right, in your opinion of this person. Absolutely. And I think it goes to show, too, like the pandemic is not necessarily an excuse not to network either. You know, I realized that back in the day, it would have been advantageous to go to a, you know RAF event or an AAF event uh, and rub elbows with creative directors and other people. And, you know, and that's a little less possible now uh, physically, but you can still network online. Um, you know, any designer should be on LinkedIn among other social networks and, and be requesting networks and, and, and friendships through through that network uh, of creative directors and of people uh, and agencies that you want to be a part of. Um, you can still network in, in this time and you can still ask for, you know, a, an interview or even just a coffee online. Um, I've actually done a, a handful of uh, coffees in the morning and, and afternoon beers with some people during, <laughs> especially early on in the, in the pandemic where we were all kind of wondering what the heck was going on. Um, and, uh, and it actually worked out great. Like it was, it was really fun to still have some of those, you know, coffee shop, uh, conversations with, with like-minded people. And, um, you know, the, the pandemic shouldn't be an excuse not to network or not to continue, um, building your, your network. And I think about how many times we met at Starbucks and when you were starting this company, we just kicked it around and just these impromptu conversations and then all the creative club meetings, we, you know, you guys all had the advantage of going and rubbing elbows with creative people. But to your point, I think you have to figure out a way to make sure you keep doing that in whatever way you can. Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's, that's what that networking does. It helps you stand out from, from someone else. You know, if you have that personal connection, it helps you stand out. And we just need to think of more creative ways in the pandemic to, to do that. Uh, yeah, I, could, I mean, I remember we've certainly gotten early on, gotten work from, from going to Starbucks and you know, spending that extra 15 minutes chatting. I, I know for a fact it's resulted in work. But today, it's just as easy to send someone an email and, and ask if they have 30 minutes uh, before they start their day for, for a quick Zoom call, uh, conference call. I think people are a little bit more comfortable doing video uh, chats now as opposed to just like this, you know, audio. And and it's still a great, it's a great way to network. It's a good way to, to create new connections and, um, and have a good conversation with people. These are, these are such great points, Greg. I'm so glad you're making these uh, 
um, I just think this is the kind of real actionable advice that I think young job seekers need to hear. Um, in, in closing, let me, let me just change, uh, adjust our course a bit here. You started a company right out of school, actually while you were still in school. Do you have any advice for young entrepreneurs who may be thinking this way in, in light of lack of jobs right now that maybe they want to start something on their own? Uh, when you're first out of school, you have this unique ability and this unique drive that's, that's different than a lot of people. You have something to prove. You also have most likely a little bit less less to lose than someone else who's, you know, like my mm-hmm. age, right? With a family and a mortgage. So I, I don't want to say it's easier, but it's it's a different position than someone else. Um, and that's essentially what helped Josh and I start the company. We were just two young people uh, without much. And, uh, you know, besides besides the, the motivation to, to create a company. Um, and if that is the path for some people, or if that is the path for you, it's, it's I can say from my experience, been the most rewarding experience. Working for yourself and being in a position to hire people and to provide their uh, livelihood is, is an honor and it's extremely rewarding. It also means that you, <laughs> you have a lot of work during uh, the, the day, the 24 hours. Uh, you know, it's certainly not, you know, a nine to five job by any means, because when you're not working on the company, you're still working on the company, you know, in, in different ways. Yeah. When you get that mindset that, oh, boy, I'm not working, so I'm not earning. <laughs> it's sometimes hard to turn that off. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I mean, you know, it, it's it's good to be structured, uh, you know, in your day and, and be able to turn that off when you can. But even when you go to networking events, even when you, you know, you you do other other factors than just design you're still in in effect working on the company um you know josh and i have had plenty of times where we won't be designing or developing we would be focusing on how we're structuring uh and architecting the company itself and, and working on other aspects so it in a lot of ways it's um an all-encompassing job but there's so much reward you know working for yourself and i think to your point of uh, networking you need mentoring when you're starting out young into this business because you don't, you may have talent, but you don't know anything. When you're young, it's, it's actually, I mean, it is great to have a mentor who can, who can essentially help navigate some of those early challenges that you're inevitably going to have as a, as a young business owner. It doesn't matter how old you are. I think it's really important. So how, how is your creative team doing through all of this? Do they, do they miss the collaborations in person or are you, have you learned to um, collaborate online? I would say, you know, it's important for a designer to kind of be proficient and just being and being comfortable, I should say, you know, checking in with with a creative, another creative or creative director um, and being ready to screen share and and being ready to collaborate virtually. Uh, You know, we often use visual tools uh, to help, you know, point stuff out uh, and, and to help uh, you know, critique work, basically, you know, that part has not gone away. Yeah. And I, I think in a strange way, these kids graduating from college right now have gotten used to this because our classes are all in that context. That modality now is screen share and small groups online. So we're actually, by virtue of, of the pandemic, teaching them how to work this new way. Yeah, exactly. And we see this type of collaboration and this type of work occurring at our company at least for the next at least a year we we sent out a uh, an internal questionnaire and asked people if they were 
eager eager to get back to the office or if they were comfortable working from home and um and our team uh made the decision that they would continue to work from home through the summer through the fall and and into the winter that's interesting Um, yeah so i think everyone from from that standpoint is feeling good you know i'd certainly recommend to anyone just to if you're not proficient in showing your work online to you know to someone through a screen share to, to maybe get a little bit of practice in that you know it's not too unlike showing a portfolio but you know you may be showing your sketch files or your illustrator files you know over screen share and it's a little bit different i'd say well i i can't thank you enough greg for taking time out of your busy day to sit and talk to our listeners your insights were just the great this would be really instructive i think for our young listeners thank you for having me it's Great chatting as always, and uh, so glad I could be here. Thanks again, Greg. Thank you. Thanks again to my guest, Greg Cunnyworth, one of the founders and the creative director of MakeWay.is, for joining us today. If you are ready to get into the creative game and put some of this great advice into action, send me an email to chris at creativecareerstarter.com, and we can have a chat about getting your career going. From getting your portfolio to the place it needs to be, to making connections and winning the interview. Come on, let's do this. Thanks for joining me today on the Creative Career Starter Podcast. See you next time.